Driving to Willapa, May 2019, by Lucy Shaw, from her book The Generosity, from the folks at Paraclete Press Poetry. Driving to Willapa, May 2019. Through a landscape ravaged by clear cut, the bald hillsides are mottled with a stubble of stumps like old forest memories, the land now and then redeemed by the glint of inlets, estuaries cutting in from the coast, waters with a bite of salt. Further south and west, the vast level reaches are punctuated by tufts and rafts of marsh grass in mud that anchors also the drowned-out gnarls of trees, roots rotted by wet, silver ghosts, all their green-gone sentries, placeholders. Yet how rich are the roadside verges with news of spring's impossible greens, the mosses, the fresh plural grasses, the little white umbrellas of cow parsley under a blue sky. It is this virtue that always brings us hope, its vegetable ambition thrusts, rises, flourishing among the slope's gray ghosts. It will not be held back, nor will the waters in these wetlands, with the outgoing tides, rivulets, ribbon their way through the mud in an endless tidal drag to join the sea, obedient to the moon's pull, and later, threading back in as the tide rises. Nature will never be contained. Welcome back to Poet Kind Podcast. This week, I'm turning my attention to a recently released book of poetry by Lucy Shaw. The generosity from the folks at Paraclete Press arrived in August in the middle of this strange new way of living. Our lives have suddenly been reordered by something we have zero control over. We find ourselves at odds with our neighbors over the right and proper way to go about dealing with this unseen enemy. Our public health is more political and polemic than it has ever been. So what a gift to sit with her words, to inhale and exhale, inhale and exhale again and absorb her words as a benediction of peace in the midst of all this uncertainty. With over 30 books to her credit, the majority of them being poetry books, the predominant characteristics, at least in the ones I've had the privilege to read, are her laser-sharp unswerving observations tempered by her prevailing gentleness. I open today's episode by reading Driving to Willapa, May 2019. I love how this poem threads us through the environmental footprint we humans put on the land, all the way through to the redemption of nature how spring relentlessly returns in spite of us, how flowers and inlets, grasses and ghosts of trees reestablish, remind us of the earth we come from, and beckons us to do better. Lucy Shaw, to me, is foremost a nature poet in the ranks of Mary Oliver. She captures moments, images, perhaps fragments of something we may not see on our own, and homes in on the intricate details to reanimate them in our senses. I think she also speaks to the fact that we are finite. Our impact, though observable, is fleeting. We are the dust of this world we observe. 
She gently calls us to pay attention, to bear witness to the devastating impact the human imprint has, while highlighting the hope that we can change that, renew our connection, individually and collectively. If you are familiar with Lucy Shaw, you will know that she is 91. And oh Lord, I hope I am still creating as beautifully and as well as Lucy does when I'm her age. Knowing this though, I have been struck by so many of the individual pieces in the generosity and how they speak both directly and indirectly to what it means to be at that particular stage of life. Take for example her poem, What My Bones Tell Me. What My Bones Tell Me. That they'd hope for a bit of credit for shoring up this fleshy boat in which the soul finds a way to swim the world. For steadying this sack, this pouch of blood and fortitude. I cannot get away from me, walking around with secrets inside my box of magic tricks, airways that catch and release breath, reaching the lungs purely without particulates, a tongue that manages a thousand pleasures, eyes like moments of light. I count on my nerves' reminders. My hungers wear me like a colored tent that God enters at my invitation, and sometimes without it, teaching my flesh obedience of spirit. The imagery she uses in this poem to identify the body, her body, a fleshy boat, this pouch of blood and fortitude. She isn't holding back, and the words acknowledge the practical uses, as well as the pleasurable uses, of the flesh, which ultimately coalesce in the obedience of spirit. Here's another example. Her poem, Rumi's Request. Rumi's Request. When I threw away my old eyes, grass grew from the sockets. Rumi. I begin to think of my ripening body as a sack of fertilizer richer than compost or plant food from Costco. So when it is time, bury me shallow, my skull a bowl of bone with eye sockets easily entered into the space once occupied by thought, by small, damp organisms. They will feed like kings. Think what bone marrow will accomplish as it leaks into the soil and nourishes nematodes. Beetles will love me. I'll be humus. Instead of weeds and crabgrass, I will grow green grapes and wheat. Jasmine will flourish above me, sweet with the smell of my dying. This is a relatively unvarnished look at what happens after death to the physical body. But Shaw approaches it with an almost pragmatic humor. I mean, plant food from Costco and the small, damp organisms that will feed like kings. She's not glamorizing or prettying up death, but she is presenting a truth, the facts of decay. Ultimately, though, there is her unflagging, hopefulness at what will follow. I will grow green grapes and wheat. Jasmine will flourish above me with the sweet smell of my dying. There are several poems that would fall into this category of exploring the next great adventure. And I apologize right now 
because this is actually a quote from Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone by J.K. Rawlings. The full quote is this, To the well-organized mind, death is but the next great adventure. Wisdom, true wisdom can be found in unexpected places, right? But I find Shaw's work, The Writings of a Well-Organized Mind. She takes us across the spectrum of experience, from chartreuse greens of spring through to decay, and explores the vastness and variety of all that lies in between. And her poem leaving, so visually timely as we observe the translation of fall outside our windows just now, the poignancy of her double meaning written into the title, her allusion to fall and its meanings, the season, the condition, the physicality, all deftly related in just these few words. Leaving. Be like a tree and let the dead leaves drop, Rumi. The maple on this wild October day lists each leaf as it leaves, each one, perfectly formed in spring, like a green newborn baby, is now an old man, a wrinkled woman. To say fall is to tell truth. These pieces barely scratched the surface, and it was so difficult to select works that would speak to this volume. Throughout the generosity, Lucy Shaw invites us to slow our breathing, pay attention, and be reminded that even in the tenuousness and finiteness of our existence, there is a continuity, an extension of creation in both directions. Woven through the entirety of her work, not just the generosity, is her devotion to nature and its creator, and what it looks like to exist within the presence of both. I find her work akin to Mary Oliver's in its exploration of the intimate and intricate connection we share with both and what it means to be wholly present in each circumstance. If you enjoyed the selections from today's episode, consider ordering a copy of The Generosity. Other poetry titles to explore by Lucy Shaw include What the Light Was Like, Postcard from the Shore, Adventure of Ascent, Field Notes from a Lifelong Journey, and Eye of the Beholder. There are others, of course, as well as devotional titles, children's titles, works on the craft of writing, but these are just a couple to get you started. They're a great place to begin. To learn more about Lucy and her work, please visit www.lucyshaw.com and order your own copy of The Generosity from the folks at Paraclete Poetry at paracletepress.com at Amazon or order it through your local bookseller. I'd like to take a moment to thank the wonderful folks over at Paraclete Press for sharing a copy of The Generosity with me and granting me permission to read some of Lucy Shaw's beautiful work for you today. It's been a bit since I've done something other than an interview, and I thought now would be a good time to recalibrate, do something fresh, share some work from another great poet, and I thought Lucy would be just the ticket. I've been turning to the quieter voices these days in an effort to refocus my own scattered thoughts. With all that's bombarding our eyes and ears and our bodies, it is hard to quiet our minds. 
at least quiet them enough to hear that still, soft voice calling us back to ourselves. I've also gone very quiet on social media, finding that little voice nudging me after only a few swipes through Instagram images to put my phone down. And Twitter, I stay off as much as possible, though I do try to show up and celebrate the successes of several Poet Kind alums when I can. It has been an unintentional experiment that has helped me expand my focus, make more room for the things that I really love, and it's given me the freedom of no and the permission to say yes when I know something is absolutely right. Consequently, my words are returning slowly, but they're there. I've also been in the studio, which is a good thing, kind of like prayer re-emerging after being so long away. What about you? Are you finding ways to focus away from the noise? I'd like to also thank you guys today for listening. I hope you're finding your way to doing what it is you have been uniquely created to do. I'd love to hear what you've been up to, what projects you're working on, where you're finding the good stuff these days. So much has changed and continues to change, but one thing hasn't, and that's our need for kindness. Kindness for each other, kindness for ourselves. Until next time, do the hard work of creating, write the words, paint the masterpieces, love each other, live kindly in the world, and I'll see you here next time. I'm your host, Susan Mulder.